Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 128 of the Chamberlain and Chance podcast. My name is Chamberlain of InfiniteBacklog.com. Joining me this fine evening is Chance of the games of Chance.blogspot.com. Chance, you had a day off yesterday. What did you do? What did I do? What um, did you do? I, I went to buy groceries and then Ooh. realized that the grocery store was actually closed because uh, yesterday was a federal holiday in Canada. Yeah, it was Canada Day. Um, well, technically Canada Day is July the 1st. Observed, yeah. It was, yeah it's, it's Sunday observed. was Canada Day, yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of fireworks and shit. But yeah, no, I, I, I just kind of worked around the house. I did a lot of cleaning. Um, I didn't get any meal prep done for the week because fucking grocery store was closed. <laughs> and that, that blows my mind that, that federal holiday or not that the grocery store would be closed. Yeah, no, it is, it was kind of weird to me as well. I really wasn't expecting that. And, um, but, but that's okay because every time we do a podcast, I get home and I have to spend some time writing up headlines, which doesn't leave much time for supper. So there's this, I don't know if you guys have a thing called skip the dishes in the States. Mm, it's like one of those delivery places where they... Yeah, like it might be like Uber Eats or something like that. Yeah, but basically yeah. what it is is restaurants in my town sign up for this site and I can order like from a really nice Italian restaurant or I can order a really good steak and mm. it's and it's here usually within a half hour, 45 minutes. I can order from Wendy's. And nice. personally, I prefer Burger King, but I have to admit that Wendy's is probably better for you. Um, Chicken sandwiches are a little better for you than... Yeah. <laughs> Whatever beef Burger King says is beef. <laughs> but, but yeah, so I get home today and I'm all, I'm all kind of hyped to have this really nice meal from a restaurant at home. And no, the, the freaking thing says that my credit card is wrong. Oh. So I call them and I'm like, okay, what's the deal? They go, yeah, you've entered your credit card information incorrectly. I'm like, that's not the case. This credit card, I haven't changed anything on it and it worked on Friday. Uh, so this is your fault. And they're like, no, well, then it's your credit card company. My credit card company, I've already talked to them. They say <laughs> that on your end, it's you're denying the charge. You're not even asking them to look at the charge because you think that my information is wrong. I assure you, my information is correct. This is your problem. And the thing is, they know how much I spend on this service. It's <laughs> they not. They should be bending over backwards to please you. At they this point. really should. They really should because I don't cook nearly enough. I'm a decent cook, but I don't cook enough. And no, the reaction was, "Well, sir, you could use a different, another credit card." I'm like, "I'm not going out and signing up for a new credit card because your guys' shit is fucked up." Thank you very much for your time. Goodbye. <laughs> and so now I'm just in the attitude of, "I'm never going to use them again. I'm going to cook every night. Fuck these people." <laughs> I'll show them by, you know, being more domestic. All right. That's right. That's right. I'll be a better so, person. That'll show you. Yeah. Probably probably better for you, too, honestly. Cooking at home, you know? Yeah. Better but, portion control, you know? I don't yeah, know. They, uh, I'm going to miss those steaks, man. <laughs> I understand. Alex is missing this evening. His router died, and he has no internet access. We tried valiantly to get him to tether up his phone to the computer, but it didn't work, so... We will miss him. He is probably shooting Nazis right now. Yeah, he's I loving he it. Is. I he's hope he is. He's loving Wolfenstein to the new Colossus for the listener. Yes. Uh, he, he's yes. sending us emails about like how fucking amazing it looks just to pan the camera around and see how the light affects the suit that you're wearing. Yeah. Yeah. So he's 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 really enjoying it. That's that's got to be the advantages of a kick-ass PC versus the the peasant console players that Chance and I are. <sighs> I like my peasant console. I have I no like, problem with it. 
Yeah, I, I like that I can, you know, I, I buy Overwatch and I can stick that disc in and guess what? It fucking works. It works. Yeah, I don't have any drivers well, to update. Well, okay, you might need patches. to patch something, yeah. 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 <laughs> and given the amount of time it's gone been since you booted up your PS4, you probably have a couple firmware updates waiting no, for you. No, I actually, I, I honestly, I just turned it on today while oh. I was getting set up for this because there's this big-ass sale happening right now, and I was okay. kind of perusing stuff. Anything good? Uh, there's a lot of good stuff. I just need to decide if I want to buy anything now or I want to like try to play something that I've already bought and haven't played. <laughs> let's, let's, let, let me find this up. Uh, PlayStation Blog. They're, yeah, they're, they're, it's, it's pretty good. For PS Plus, it's even better. I saw a couple good things in there. I think Diablo's on sale again. 750 games up to half. Yeah, I didn't make it all the way off. through. Well, it's, it's alphabetical, so I'm just going to start scrolling down and seeing if I find anything good. See, see what jumps out at you that you don't already own in some Alien, form. Alienation, six bucks. Uh, yeah, okay, yeah, I already good, have that, but yeah. Good for six bucks. Assassin's Creed Origins, 36. Ooh, this is Canadian, uh, I'm assuming. I would know. I mean, I'm just looking at the... No, no, it's the Ooh. American site, so... Okay, okay. Let's see what else we got. Scrolling down, scrolling down. Battlefield 1. Yeah. Um, Bioshock the Collection for twenty five seventy nine. There you go. You can argue how good three was or not. It's not Again. Bioshock three. Oh yeah, Infinite. Infinite. Infinite yeah, yeah. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> Brothers: A Tale of Two Sons for six bucks. There you go. Everyone Cham should play that. Chamberlain endorses that. David do does not. Hardly Ch endorse Chance that. does not endorse that at all. Crime uh, <laughs> Shark Chronicles of Teddy. Yeah, there's some weird stuff in that I've never even heard of. Crypt of the Necrodancer, 450. I should buy that. You really should. Well, it's a roguelike. You won't like it. it do, well, but it's rhythm. It is. It is rhythm. It Which is rhythm. I can probably get, for, see for four bucks if I if I buy it and I play it for like a couple hours, I won't feel bad. Yeah, no, and then then I heartedly wholeheartedly endorse it. Fuck, just for the soundtrack, incredible. I just I need to kill I need to kill two nights. Then tonight after I'm done, and tomorrow night I'm not too worried because I'm actually going to. Going to a concert tomorrow Holy night. Holy shit. What do you got? What do you got? I, I, I wasn't even looking at the PS Plus prices for some of these. Check this out. Darksiders 2 Definitive Edition, 9 bucks or 3 if you're a PlayStation yeah. Plus subscriber. 3 yep. bucks. The original Darksiders, 2 bucks on PS4. Listener, go buy those. Get yourself I, a $10 bill and go buy those because they're pretty wonderful. I saw when I was perusing through, I saw Cinemora EX for like 3 bucks. If you like a side scrolling mm. shooter, with some really deep political weirdness going on, go buy that. Good stuff. Uh, Diablo through three Reaper of Souls Ultimate Evil Edition with Diablo three Rise of the Necromancer nine seventy four. Holy shit! Uh, Dishonored two twenty bucks. Uh, Doom fifteen. Doom and Wolfenstein two bundle twenty seven. Nice. And we're only at the D's. Mm -hmm. Okay, I, f I feel like we're done, but I think we've established that there's some good deals. There's good here. stuff. Go look. So yeah. So it's speaking of, of, of games, chance endorses. Like, oh yeah! Literally, I think two or three years ago, before we were doing the podcast, even I believe you talked about Assault Android Cactus. Oh yeah, I did. Yeah, and I went and I went and found it on your blog. It's like 2016 that you first mentioned it, and I and I never discounted it, but I never spent any money on it because I was like, oh, it's there. I'll never get around to it. Well, in a stunning turn of events, there was a good game on Games with Gold this month being. Mm. Assault Android Cactus. So I downloaded it, and yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is a super intense twin-stick shooter in an incredibly cute hidden package. Yeah. And and did did you finish it? Did no, you get God, to the no. end? No, I don't Holy think I did. Holy crap, it gets hard. It's so good. 
It just builds and builds and builds and gets more and more intense and you feel more powerful as the level progresses. Fuck, it's amazing. It's the way it, it starts out very rote. Like, here's your circular arena. Kill everything in here and you move on. But literally two or three levels in, the, the rooms start to change while you're in them. They'll change shape. You'll fall through the floor. You have different enemy combinations. And then the bosses are awesome. And then, my God, the, the, the last guy. Okay. There's like four areas before the final one. And the boss of each one, as you're fighting them, goes through about three or four different stages. So it's a mm-hmm. stage boss fight. And usually the last part of the stage of the boss is insane. And it's just a race against time to beat him before your battery runs out. Well, the final boss, and I'm not going to spoil too much, I suppose. It's an old game, but still. The final boss is kind of a mini boss rush where it takes you through the final stage of the previous four bosses. Neat. Plus his own crazy stuff. It took me like 45 minutes last night to actually beat it. Hmm. I did, but oh, it was so worth it. And then you unlock an endless mode, which is kind of a boss rush, but it, it takes the whole game and mashes it into one continuous level, and you just play until you're done. And oh, it's it's really good. I don't. It, is. it it says Xbox One X enhanced. I don't. I mean, it looks fine to me. I don't know what they did to it. Maybe it's running in 4K or something. But just it, visually. It's competent. It's not this stunning mm-hmm. visual thing, but it runs very smoothly. But the characters themselves are really charming. I remember mm-hmm. that specifically. I, I've only played as Cactus so far. Oh. I've unlocked everybody. And what I'll probably do is tr- make a run at Endless with each of the other characters to see who I like the most. I was swapping up characters all the time because there were some characters that I just felt was better for this boss or not. And I, I still remember that there's one of them, like all, all the characters that you can play as are are these adorable little bots. They're, mm-hmm. like, they're like little girl Mega Mans, basically. And But one of them is unfinished. She's clearly unfinished, and she clearly, like, her brain programming wasn't completed, obviously. <laughs> because everyone says something like, let's go kick some butt and gives a salute or something when you select her. And this one, when you select her, she's kind of hanging there like a doll without strings, just kind of almost dangling on her feet. And then you pick <laughs> her, and she kind of seizes for a second and goes, cheeseburger, or something like that. <laughs> like, <laughs> like she's, I gotta she's, find which one that is. No, it's... it's yeah. It's good. I mean, it's 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 good news because games with gold have been shit for like months. Oh, and the other games with gold for this month, uh-huh. Virtua Fighter Five. That is, uh, I already awesome. own it. I mean, it hit backwards compatibility a while ago. I and I, I already owned that one, but no, it's is like, it is it five or is it five final tuned? It's five final. Okay, that's the important one. Yeah, it's 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 five final. So oh, it, it's, it. it's the real thing. Uh-huh. So, but yeah, it, it's it's weird because even PS Plus actually has some interesting games. We'll get to that later in headlines, but it's... Oh, no, it's, like, you know, it's, it's, it's chop that one off now, because where was it? Did you have that one listed? Oh, yeah, uh, had... Heavy Rain for PS4 and Absolver, multiplayer brawler from Devolver Digital called Absolver, which I've actually heard really good things about. Yeah, I, it's, I don't know, maybe I'll play it, it's free, what, what, what is there to lose? Yeah, the, <laughs> the Vita game is, like, zero, zero Escape, Zero Time Dilemma, which, again, is one of those, like, 999 kind of oh. ones. Yeah, it's kind of like, yeah, it's like those, a puzzle yeah. visual novel, but huge critical reaction to that one. So if hmm. you've got a Vita, yeah, check out uh, check out that one. Okay. okay. And that's one thing out of headlines. Go ahead. Well, I finally saw Isle of Dogs. Oh. Okay. I okay. love Wes Anderson movies. I absolutely love Wes Anderson movies. They, they reliably affect me uh, better than any other director. 
Um, I remember when I saw Royal Tenenbaums walking out of the theater in like the dead of winter in Winnipeg, fucking Canada. <laughs> but I, re- I distinctly remember feeling like it was a beautiful summer's day. Okay. And I remember watching Moonrise Kingdom and really remembering and feeling again what it felt like to fall in love when you're like 14. Like that, that Romeo and Juliet sense of like stupid love. The innocence, but intensity. Yes. Yes. Like it was, it was wonderful. I still love Moonrise Kingdom so much. And you know, not all of his movies are wonderful or just uniformly great. Like I really don't think. A lot of people really like The Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou. I'm not a big fan of it. Mm. Um, a lot of people, like, I really didn't like, uh, there was one, there was one that he did about three brothers on a train, and they're dealing with the their family baggage, so they're literally carrying around suitcases with their father's initials on it through the whole movie, and huh. then at the end of the movie, they leave the baggage at the station and pull away, get the symbolism. Yes, I get the fucking symbolism. That's, yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, there are Wes Anderson movies that I can point to and go, yeah, not greatest not not the one yeah so keeping that in mind isle of dogs is the worst wes anderson movie ouch okay or it's at least it's at least a a one ahead maybe it's one one ahead of that one with the train okay Um, super disappointing because it's got a wonderful cast and it's it has all the the detail and minutiae of Wes Anderson, but it just, it, I don't feel the charm of these characters like I felt with his, his previous animated one, Fantastic Mr. Fox. Okay. Um, you really, yeah, like it, it really feels like this was kind of like a waste of a really good voice cast. Because <laughs> they have, they have some spectacular actors in this. Brian Cranston is the lead. Um, you've got, um, oh, you got Ed Norton in there. Uh, you've got all of his, you got all of his regular players and, uh, Scarlett Johansson, uh, plays this show dog who literally shows up for like two scenes. And yeah, like it, it's just like, it's got, it still has that kind of, immaculate sense of whimsy that he's got but this really didn't feel like there was much heart to it at all Aww. what heart was there um you, you saw coming a mile away and it wasn't very effective to me hmm. and so you're like i know how much how much work stop motion takes i'm aware that people spent years putting this thing together yeah <laughs> and so yeah i'm kind of and i love wes anderson but yeah i love dogs is not his best hmm. See, that's a, that's a waste of good stop-motion stuff. Did you see Kubo and the Two Strings? Kubo and the Two Strings is fucking spectacular. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that, that's one of those movies that, that we saw in the theater, and then like my son will flip across it on Netflix every once in a while, and if I walk past, I'm trapped. That's it. Yeah. you got to watch the rest of it. It's that good. It is. It is that's really... a shame that that's no good. Yeah. So we recorded early last week so that I could take the family to see Incredibles 2. Oh. And all four of us went, and we all had a good time. Mm-hmm. Um. I, it was interesting because I, I kind of had the same kind of reaction to it as you guys did. It was like, yeah, okay, it, it's good, but I mean, yeah, Incredibles is a stone cold classic. At least mm-hmm. it's really good. And this one was like, yeah, it was, it was fun. It was all right. It was okay. um, what was interesting is my wife had a much more, po- a very positive reaction to it. She loved it hmm. because she felt it was more about the family interactions than the first one was. Hmm. So. I'm wondering if it's a little simpler than that, and it's just the female protagonist that was all Elastigirl. Well, I've, no, that's certainly that's certainly the easy answer. But like, let's let's dis, let's kind of d- dissect that observation. Is this one more about the family? I think it really is. 
I think it there's, is. There's if a lot you more take Dash out because Dash has nothing to do in the entire movie. No, no. Think about it from a parent's perspective. This one is much more about parenting as suffering than the first one. Yeah, absolutely. Like Bob's arc is very much about like <laughs> basically killing him to be a parent <laughs> and how hard it is to be a parent. And, and trying to, you know, trying to help your daughter with the Tommy situation, but just making things worse. Yeah. And just embarrassing her. I yeah. broke my daughter. Yeah. yeah. So that, that didn't, uh, no, no, she might be right about that. Yeah, I mean, she, she doesn't, she, she does not enjoy the big spectacle fight scenes. It was, it was the more of the interactions between them that, that she enjoyed. So, I mean, it, it was definitely good. You had talked briefly about that, um, that short in front of it. Oh yeah. What's it called? Oh, uh, da, 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 da. yeah, I know uh, what you're talking about. It's, it's, a, it's about a mom making a steam bun, and the steam yeah, bun... Yeah, turns into a baby, and then she eats the baby. <laughs> well, long story short. Yeah. Um, okay, so <laughs> did you have a problem with it? Because a lot of people are like, I don't get that. It was No, odd. I mean, I completely understand it, yeah. but but what was funny is is... I that the moment that she eats the steam the ste the bun baby yeah the the, the whole audience is like <gasps> yeah because it's so out of nowhere and yeah like, oh, and everyone just kind of gasped that that was pretty good I mean I I got it when when the kid showed up I go okay I understand I get it but, but the thing is I feel like it became less interesting after she ate it. The yeah. fact that we now understand that what we all just saw was what happened with a real son. And here's a real son, but it's okay because they're but eating okay. steam yeah. shit together. Yeah, they, he, she, he didn't, she didn't eat the real son. It's okay. It's yeah, it, it was magical <laughs> and whimsical right up until that point. So, and that's, that's a problem with it for me. So, yeah, it was a whole, a whole, a whole, not lackluster, but not, not Pixar's best work. No. At no. all. No, no it's, yeah. And I think, I think kind of, my suggestion was the reason Incredibles 2 didn't happen until now was because Brad Bird didn't have a really compelling story to tell with them. Yeah. 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 I stand by that. It totally feels to me like the middle movie of Mm -hmm. like three movies. Yeah. Well, I'm kind of hoping we get a different director for the next one. Yeah. or, Or just leave it alone at this point. Just leave it alone. Just, I'm fine if they don't do any more of these. Well, let's be honest. Toy Story 2 was not that great either. Um, <laughs> wait, was that the one where they almost fall in the incinerator at the end? That's the third one. Okay, good. Yeah. yeah. Um, where was I going with this? I don't know. Burning your toys from your childhood? I don't... No. Uh, no. Don't worry. Okay. Nah, don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, so I also, I did finish SteamWorld Dig 2. Oh. Did you finish that? Oh, yeah. Okay. Twice. Uh, minor spoiler warnings here for people. That's like a super downer ending. Don't you think? Oh, yo, isn't it where where the rocket ship, right? Yeah. So this this whole time, the new character, um, Rose. No, uh, no, uh, Dorothy. Ruby, Dorothy, Dorothy. Thank you. Yeah. Dorothy is looking for the protagonist of the first game, and she meets this little spark, like a little program, in the very beginning. And they kind of join together, and this little program goes from being this little homicidal maniac to them actually being friends. And again, spoilers here. This little blue spark thing kind of sacrifices itself to have Dorothy and Red escape. And then the world fucking ends. Like, literally, everything explodes. Yeah, but you and everyone you know leave. Except for the little spark thing. He's done. He yeah, dies. But, yeah, but... It was, he was important to Dorothy. Uh, he didn't feel like that rich of a character to me. Uh, 
I just, I mean, I was like surprised that they actually ended the world. Like literally the world ended and they have to rebuild everything. Mm. So what was the point of all of this? <laughs> well, it's, it's the origins of the spacefaring species of robots that we made mm. in a SteamWorld Heist. Ah, I never played Heist, so yep. I don't, I didn't notice that, no, that was that connection there. Heist so. is a bunch of steambots flying around in ships in space. Ah, okay. Yeah. Okay. It was definitely good. It just felt like the first game, but again and bigger. Yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, which is okay. That's the it's perfect way to put it. It was that. the first game again and bigger. Yep. Yep. And but unlike, um, unlike Tomb Raider, it didn't bother me at all. This didn't bother me at all that it was the same thing again. With the last Uncharted, it kind of bothered me. With the last Tomb Raider, it kind of bothered me. This didn't bother me. It was Team World Take Two. It's a much more bite-sized thing. Yeah, it's the same thing again and bigger, but it's still like ten hours long. You're not in this for this super long haul. And it, it added, correct me if I'm wrong, but there was no jetpack in the first SteamWorld dig. I, you know what? It's been a while. Yeah, uh, I don't remember. I, I don't remember the locomotion ever getting as easy as it did with the jetpack. Oh, well, but not, it worked the, because the jetpack created other problems. The, the, you got the jetpack plus you've got the, there's, she, she has there's like a hook a, shot. Yeah, she has like a hook shot. Yeah. You get all kinds of locomotion. Yeah. And, um, and going back and replaying Hollow Knight, I'm at the end of my second playthrough on Hollow Knight now, and it's it's very much the same. By the end of the game, you are flying through these levels <laughs> that gave you so much trouble in the beginning, and you're going to parts of the map that were like the scariest fucking parts of Dead Space. Like, there's a section of the map called, oh, what the fuck is it called? Alex would know. Um, oh, God. Like the, He'll listen and correct us next week. Yes, and be ashamed of you for not knowing. <laughs> but it's it's like it's like the deepest, darkest part of Hollow Nest, way off outside the city limits, and it's it's infested with spiders, basically spider people. Mm. And the like, even though you have a light, because you had to buy a light from the shopkeeper for eighteen hundred, and you you kind of had to do this kind of in the first half of the game if you wanted to continue. And uh, so, so you've got this light that's been able to get you through every other section, but in this section, I'm going to fucking pull up a map because it's driving me crazy. Uh, <laughs> no, it, it's actually easy. I've got it on my phone here. I just have to go to my camera. <laughs> wow. Oh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm very serious. I'm to kicking the shit out of Hollow Knight. Totally prepared at all times. <laughs> Downloaded right there. There it is. It is Deep Nest. Deep Nest. <laughs> so in Deep there's fog everywhere in Deep Nest. So even though you've got the light, you can barely see more than like half a screen in either direction. And uh, there's all kinds of things that will just appear. And they, they don't just like, they're there. Like these little, these little uh, silver, silver worms will like come up from out of the ground and come straight for you. And they're very silver, like the mist in the area. So okay. you can just, you can just completely miss them as they come up on you. And there's, there's like little guys in there, like you see everywhere else throughout Hollowness. And you, so you kill them just like everywhere else throughout Hollowness. And then you keep on going and then their corpse starts to shudder. And legs spring out of it, and a whole new mouth opens on one end, and it comes for you like faster and more viciously than anything else has ever come for you in the game. It is a, a wonderful, spectacular section, but by the end of the game, man, I'm you're just like you're like Fred Astaire dancing through this area, and and these things that were so terrifying, like it's coming for you, and you're just you're you're like a stoic samurai waiting for it to get to the perfect place, and then whack, you're done. It's just the the sense of of power and and just joy at platforming around this world at the end of Hollow Knight is 
Well, it's 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 as good as platforming gets. So after the second playthrough, are you going to be putting it aside, or are you going to continue with it again? You know, I what, went, What's the plan here? Well, I went back to Darkest Dungeon a little bit. I don't know why. Okay. One night over the weekend, I kind of got I kind of got it in my head that I wanted to play some Darkest Dungeon. So I did I did one run, and then I had an event where I had to fight the Brigand Wolf to defend the Hamlet. So I got my only group of level sixes, the only guys who could possibly take them on. And I threw them at him, and I just kicked the shit out of him, and I got some good good toys for it. Um, and so, yeah, I'm, like, I'm really enjoying it. But once I did that, I was like, I really enjoy the kind of the kinetic action of Hollow Knight. Hmm. And uh, so, yeah, like I, I said it when I first picked it up, but this was really this is really one of those games that I was waiting for on Switch. This is absolutely a gem of that platform. And if listener, if you have a Switch and you don't have Hollow Knight, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> Yeah, listen to Chance. He's right. Don't listen to me I am, on this one. I am right. I am right. Don't listen to me Here, on this one. Let's uh, just just for the sake of let's, let's Metacritic. Oh, I'm oh, sure it's right. like in the high 80s. I would imagine. Uh, well, it depends which platform we're looking at. Are we looking at the Switch? Yeah, look at the Switch. Well, then it's 90. Ooh, okay. Chance is right. I, I know you said I was right. I know you said I was right. I know. said that anyone should listen to my opinion on this, and I, I, I think there, there was an email exchange we had last week where Chance kind of uncovered or scratched away some of my layers and realized that, yeah, you, oh no, we were talking about multiplayer stuff, not about Hollow Knight, never mind. Oh, oh. Different, different issues, personal on my side. Um, yeah, I didn't, we'll I didn't, later, I didn't mean uh, to go in that direction with it. I didn't no, try I to offend or nothing. I swear to God. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that later. <clears throat> um, so, over E3, there was that surprise announcement from Square Enix of the incredible adventures of Captain Spirit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And apparently which, that first episode is devastating. Uh, I wouldn't call it devastating because it's very predictable. If you've played any other, if you've played anything else in the um, Life is Strange universe, I suppose it is now, of the two games, Life is Strange and Life is Strange Before the Storm, you know that the gut punch is coming. It's always coming. And you just kind of have to wait for it and be ready for it when it gets there. And because of that, and because of the setup of this, where you play as Chris, who lives with his dad, who has a drinking problem, and whose mother passed away about a year ago or so in a car accident. And guess what? He's got bruises on his arm. So you know exactly where this is going. And it takes a while to get there, but yeah, it goes to where you think it's going to go. Um... What it did do is it, just playing as this kid, like this 10, 11, 12-year-old kid, it's a small house, and you've got like the backyard you're running around in. It's, I mean, the whole thing is like an hour, hour and a half long, if you do everything. you just got a list of things to do, like, like build your costume and find this in the backyard and do this. Um, all real superhero-y stuff, because the, the kid plays pretend to save himself from everything else that's going on. But... It, the whole time, your father is in the living room watching a basketball game, just getting more and more drunk. And you can see that there are things in the living room that you need to get to. But I didn't want to go in there, because <laughs> Dad was there. So I did everything else, and I just kind of waited for Dad to pass out. And then I went in there. And it kind of it instilled this this very this nervousness mm-hmm. that, I mean, I'm... I came from a wonderful childhood. I didn't suffer anything like that. So I don't know what it's like. I can't pretend to know what that's like. 
But it made me nervous. I didn't want to go in that room because there was Dad watching basketball with a bottle of Jack. And my arm is all bruised up. So I know that Dad gets bad. And I don't want to go in there. I don't want to do that. So it's it's a sad that it's so predictable because you know exactly where it's going to go. Um, but it's an introduction. I don't know what more they're going to do with this character because it's, you finish it and it says... See more of Chris in Life is Strange 2. Pre-order now. So it's an extended ad for Life is Strange 2. So but, wait a minute, wait a minute. The Avengers of Captain Spirit isn't an ongoing thing? No. There's, there's not going to be another one of these? I don't think so. What the Cause fuck? Because it, it ends with an ad for Life is Strange 2. Pre-order now. Oh, wow. So I don't I know... Thought it weird, I thought it was weird that it was free. Yeah. It, it also, there's no achievements either, which shouldn't bother me, but it does. Well, it's a demo. Yeah. So it's... There is one specific puzzle in it where you need to unlock your dad's phone to mm. play a game. And you figure, okay, it's a, it's a date, because most pins on phones are like four digits usually. Most normal people have a four-digit pin. It was the last thing on my list. I couldn't figure it out. I couldn't figure it out. I couldn't figure it out. So I looked it up. I'm like, hell with this. I'm not going to waste my time on a free game. It's this gigantic, like, nine-digit pin that's a transposition from number from letters to numbers of like the name of something. Huh. I mean, how was you ever going to figure that out? <laughs> so maybe they made it ridiculous because you didn't actually have to do that to finish it, but I just wanted to see what the game was. Was there anything supernatural kind of suggested in it? Um kind of. I mean, he he kind of he moves back and forth from the real world to this little fantasy world once in a while. Mm-hmm. For for example, he at one point you're doing the dishes and it's cold. He's like, oh, I need to go take care of the water eater. And you can't go in there until you finish part of your costume because Chris is scared of the dark. You open the door to the back area of the house and there's no light and the water eater lives and you walk into this a whole dark area and there's this giant blue flame in the back with eyes staring at you. And you walk forward, and eventually he gets courage, gets the courage up to go and get towards it, and he like subdues it by like holding his hand out, and then all the evilness melts away, and it's just the water heater, and he has to hit a button to turn it back on. So there's a little bit of it. What's oh. should I spoil the end of it? Do you care? Well, I think I understand. Dad wakes up, beats up kid. Dad doesn't wake beat wake up and beats up kid. Dad wakes up, and there's a confrontation, mm-hmm. and in the middle of the confrontation, a neighbor comes. And kind of breaks it up a little bit and basically says, listen, Chris, I'm coming back for you. You didn't do anything wrong. And does the wrong thing and closes the door and leaves Chris with dad. Yeah. Chris and dad fight again, at which point dad sobers up just enough to explain why he's so mad at Chris. It's like, Every time I look at you, I see your mother. If it weren't for you, she wouldn't have been in the car. So blaming this child mm-hmm. for a freak accident. And then like he, dad like just like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And Chris goes, you don't mean that and runs out of the house climbs up most of the way up to his treehouse, one of the rungs breaks, and he falls off of the treehouse. And as he lands, he like starts to levitate, levitate right before he hits the ground. Mm-hmm. Now, it's been hinted at that maybe he has powers, maybe he doesn't, and, and because this is a Life is Strange game, I want to believe that, but the cynical part of me is that he fell and he's now unconscious, mm-hmm. and the last little section of the game is just a dream. So, but then it, there's a cliffhanger that says, "You don't know, you know, see more of Chris, and life is strange too." So, mm. using the idea of an alcoholic parent abusing a child as an advertisement for a later game is a little rough. I don't. I mean, well, it's, okay. Here, here's my perspective on this. 
um, they dealt with some really heavy shit in Life is Strange. Oh, yeah. And they did it well, from what I hear. I haven't played it. They, 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 they did. It, it, it was, there was, uh, I, I, the details are rough to go into, but they, they did. It was never treated flippantly. It was treated very seriously. And, and it was never, what, what it was is you had a teacher who would drug female students and take pictures of them in various stages of consciousness before murdering them. And the portrayal of that could have been very voyeuristic, voyeuristic, hmm. but it never was. It was well, always very much like, this is terrible. This is an awful thing. You know, it was never very, it was never lurid. It was just awful. What I'm thinking more of is the contrast to what we saw of that scene of the abusive father in uh, Detroit. And how, oh, yeah. and how ham-handed and exploitive that really felt. And how you can trust David Cage and this like triple A multi million dollar studio to take subject matter like that and just treat it like a fucking Vegas show. And with the way Don't Nod, and again, Don't Nod is not a world class dev by any standards. Uh, Vampire is all over the fucking radar on quality. Um, <laughs> yeah. I got to play that game because it's like the reviews are like, it's terrible. It's awful. It's wonderful. It's great. So I got to know. I got to know. So yeah, like I, I feel like, I feel like this is something that could be done in really poor taste. But if someone's going to do it well, uh, Don't Nod is one of those companies that might do it well. When compared to that terrible scene in Detroit, it's, it's miles better because in Detroit, that dad is just, he's just evil, mm-hmm. right? Where in this one, Dad has a problem. And it's it's an expression of his pain. It humanizes. Yes, him. It, it is because he's not awful. The beginning scene is it is is of him calling Chris up for breakfast, and he makes him breakfast. And Chris says, "We're gonna go get that tree today." And Dad says, "Well, I'm gonna watch the game and afterwards." And Chris says, "Well, but you always fall asleep after the game." Dad says, "Well, wake me up." <laughs> and when you wake him up. That's when it all goes downhill. Mm. So it, it's you can tell that Dad is not evil. Dad's an alcoholic, and he needs help. Mm. And Chris should not be in that situation. So in that in that way, it is portrayed. I don't. I, it's not making light of it. It's more of you know this is an actual real world situation here. It's not yeah. played for stereotypes. Yeah, and um, I'm I've I've been in an abusive relationship in my life. But most of my understanding of it comes from uh, what my mother went through. And when she really came to terms with what happened to her when she was younger, what, um, what she really, what, what shocked me about it was her forgiving the people who abused her mm. and her really understanding that what they did, what was done to her was a result of what happened to that person. And, um, so yeah, like, I mean, even though, and even though it, to this day, to this day, I, I knew what happened to my mom and I knew who did it to her and I fucking hate that guy. I would, I, if he weren't already dead of a brain tumor, I would, <laughs> I would probably, you know, kill him again. And when I found out that he was dying of a brain tumor, I danced. Cause, <laughs> cause fuck that guy. But, but for her process, it really was about about just understanding that you know we're all people and doing our best, and sometimes that manifests in uh, really damaging ways. Yeah. So yeah, it sounds like you know these guys are actually handling it appropriately. There was an attempt, more so an attempt that David Cage even made with that. 
that the, those aren't people in in Detroit. Those uh-huh. are are shorthand stereotypes. Yeah. Whereas this one actually is people. So maybe it maybe me dismissing it as an ad for another game is a little harsh. But I I kind of want I kind of want more pretty, of this guy. I want more of Chris. I don't well, necessarily. You'll get, you'll get more in Life is Strange season two. <sighs> exactly, and you know that is disappointing. I find that disappointing because everything I'd read about. Uh, what is it? What is it called again? The Adventures, yeah, the, of... the Incredible Adventures of Captain Spirit. Yeah, and and that was kind of interesting that they were going something in a completely different direction in the Life is Strange universe, and it was kind of exciting. And then to find out that what it is is actually just you know uh, that ninety eight and a half days or whatever, uh, the Walking Dead episode. Yeah, just this little one off. It's like ah, come on. The only real connection I saw was that his, Chris's mom. Like went to the same high school, artsy high school that's in both Life of Strange and Before the Storm. That's kind of like the the only thing tying it together that I saw. So, anyway. Well, I uh, played some Overwatch, <laughs> and I've been I like I, I every couple months I just get bored of Tracer, and and so I start flexing to other characters. So I've like played some Ryan, did some good Ryan stuff, played a lot of May, had had some fucking amazing shit on May. Where I actually got play of the game just for landing icicle shots. Wow. Yes, and I got a play of the game on McCree again, just landing shots, just ding, ding, turn around, ding. <laughs> it was. Well, it's, it's all that aim practice you have with Tracer, kind of that moves to other players. Really? Yeah, but um, May and McCree handle so like they're both getting buffs. So mm-hmm. I want to. So I want to. I wanted to kind of return to them, and I've never been very confident on McCree. I would say I'm fairly confident on May, but May is a projectile. So it, she's not oh. like a yeah she's not like a, an instant hit like a McCree you is lead it. Yeah. yeah so it, it's it's very very different but it was it, it's just I I say this every time I go and start flexing other characters but it's wonderful to kind of rediscover Overwatch through the lens of another character and uh, so I uh, we played up we we teamed up with that Anna who wouldn't stop nano boosting me <laughs> and um. And I know that, that she likes playing, um, she likes playing DPS too. She doesn't actually, she's not a support main. She just kind of goes that way because everyone else always picks DPS and tank. Okay. So I'm trying to be conscious of this and not always just insta-lock tracer. So one day, or on one of these, uh, we're defending on Dorado and I go Mercy so that she can play a, an offense character. I think she went Sombra. And, uh, and I end up getting, <laughs> I end up living the Mercy Dream, which is a play of the game in which I'm not rezzing or getting a, getting assists, like healing us. Because every Mercy play of the game now is she's just standing there ulting and healing her entire team as her team wipes the enemy team. Yeah. And Mercy is getting an assist, an offensive or defensive assist for every single one of these kills. And therefore, she technically got more fire than any individual in that group. She gets play of the game. Okay. Boring as fuck to watch. Because <laughs> all you're doing, all you're seeing is this Mercy healing her team. That's that's yep. it. And her team is killing all these guys. This play of the game on Dorado was I fly out from spawn. A Widowmaker takes a shot at me. This Widowmaker has been bothering my team all map. I immediately whip out my pistol, put three shots towards her. One of them's a headshot. She's dead. <laughs> uh, then I zip down to the cart just as uh, just as V, the, the Anna, 
uh, uses her ult. And so the enemy team starts kind of backing away, but I'm flying in with my pistol and I get a killing blow on this guy. And then the Bastion is over here. So I get a killing blow on Bastion. And then this other guy sweeps in and I fill him up with shots and someone else gets the killing blow. And then I wave at everyone because that was a triple kill. And that's play of the game. <laughs> with mercy. With mercy. And so when, pistol. when right. you get a play of the game with mercy, it's like a little middle finger to everyone playing DPS and tank on both teams, <laughs> on your team and the enemy team. Fuck you all i'm the healer i had the shittiest gun in the game and i outkilled all of you <laughs> it was really good that better make it into a clip show come on you mm-hmm. gotta have that one sitting around okay. no it's, it's it's either it's either a beginning or an ending it's probably a beginning <laughs> <laughs> but i've also i've also got one on mccree where yeah I, I really want to use this one on mccree where i'm coming up on a widow i actually got one where i headshot a tracer and then body shot her with the next shot just boom boom beautiful mm-hmm. Uh, but there's this one where I'm coming up on a widow and I have to walk along a long, long platform to get to her, like 30 yards. And so as I'm coming up, I'm kind of ducking and weaving and shooting at her and she's trying to hit me, but just can't quite get it. And then, uh, once I get her down to like a melee's worth of health, she bails out. She runs into a building and inside this building is, there's a door where she is, there's a door where I am. She runs inside, and then there's just kind of a, how would you put it? There's almost a deck around the top inside of this building okay. with an open space in the middle where you can jump down. So she's walking along the far edge of the deck. I come in the door, leap out over the empty space, land my shot, and slap and slap <laughs> into the ground. And it was like, yes! Fucking killed her in midair. It was just so waiting good. for John Woo for the doves to come oh, out from was, somewhere. And <laughs> fuck, it was good. It was good. So yeah, had some had some really nice Overwatch time. But now again, I'm up to like 200 gigs of. Uh, oh, time to clean house. I really have to, but I know there's all kinds of stuff in there I don't want to lose. Can't you move that to an external hard drive? I could. It would take literal hours. In fact, oh, no. Yeah. I think I tried. I tried to hook up. Oh, yeah, I took an external hard drive from my computer and just uh, stuck it in to see if it would let me do that. Because then I could take it and I could work on videos on my laptop and I wouldn't have to be tethered to my PS4 to edit videos. Yeah. And uh, and no, like it wouldn't, it wouldn't take it. Like maybe I need to go research what kind of external – it might be worth it to do it actually, to research what kind You may have to reformat of, it. Maybe. But it didn't even give me the option to do that. Like Weird. the PS4 will do that automatically when you stick in a compatible hard drive, right? Yeah. So, who knows? Yeah, because when I moved from PS4 to PS4 Pro, I actually just put an extra hard drive, backed up everything, and did the restore. It took a long time, but it worked. It takes a weirdly long time, doesn't it? Yeah, it, uh, I don't understand why um, Me it does that. Because I mean, with the Xbox One, I have all of my downloaded stuff on an external hard drive. When I switched from the S to the X, I literally just plugged it in. It recognized it. It took a few minutes to kind of catalog it, because I've got like a thousand rock band songs on there. Mm. But once it was done... It was all there, so it's got it's got to be just how they handle files. So who knows? Who knows? Hmm. So uh, that means it's time for headlines. Or you got another yeah. one in the bag? No, that that's about all I played. I, I didn't play much this weekend. I ended up kind of, um, I ended up watching CEO on uh, Sunday, which is Community Effort Orlando uh, fighting game tournament, and it's it's always fun to watch the top eights, especially Street Fighter, because CEO is very much wrestling-themed. Oh. So they actually, the for the for the top eight of everybody, it's actually in a ring, and everybody gets their wrestling-like um, walk-in, so you can kind of choose your music, and you get an intro and walk-in. It's always interesting to see what people do. Now, it was odd in Street Fighter, because Street Fighter V is, once again, being dominated almost entirely 
by non-Americans. It was like like six people from Japan, one from Korea, I think one guy from France of all places, and one American. And so it's funny because some of the Japanese players don't really get it and don't buy into it, so they just kind of walk down the... the uh, walk down the ramp to whatever music they picked out. I am dignified. Yeah, they they try to be dignified. And there's one guy, his name is Sako. He's like 45. He's been playing fighting games for forever. And he just kind of walked down. He's like, you know what? I'm better than all of this. And he is. So you give it to him. But Infiltration, who's won a whole bunch of shit and and is known for being kind of a ham on his uh, streams, comes down. I don't know if you know who this is, but he's an old WWF guy called Val Venus. And Val Venus's gig was he would come down and wearing just a towel and kind of do a dance for the ladies. So there's this Korean guy whose skinny leg is coming down in a towel doing the Val Venus dance. It was the funniest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> totally worth it. Um, so I don't suppose this wrestling theme is also reflected in the characters they pick. No, of course not. Oh. Of course not. Although they do have, there's a couple wrestlers that do show up for this, like Kenny Omega, who does a lot of New Japan showed up for things. Um, uh, one of the guys from New Day who was in WWE, I forget his name, he, has, he does Up, Up, Down, Down uh, YouTube channel. Um, Xavier Woods hmm. uh, showed up for that one. So it's actually got some wrestling cred. Um, they actually, for I think Friday or Saturday, um, they had like, a pap- not a pay-per-view, but like a house show of wrestling. So it's really tied in. And it, it, it's a good fit. Fighting games and wrestling is a good fit. Um the only downside was this was the first time that they were in Daytona, Florida, okay. as opposed to Orlando. And I did not know this. Apparently, Daytona is racist as fuck. Mm. So there were actually problems. And the fighting game community as a whole trends more African-American and Hispanic than, than boring white guys like me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then because CEO is a big show, you've got a lot of overseas players from Korea, Japan, the EU. So there were people getting catcalled and having problems walking around outside by redneck white dickholes. So, Jesus. yeah. And, and and the tweets were, okay, this is 2018, and some guy, dude just threw a cup of ice at me when I was walking outside to go to McDonald's. I'm like, really? This, this, is, this is embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, we'll just throw it in the pile of embarrassing things that your countrymen do on a daily uh, basis. I, I know, but it's... And let, it's let's face it, 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 the Florida man headlines, come on. It, 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 the Florida Man headlight is a real thing, but 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 Orlando, where it normally was, never really had that problem. It's kind of more endemic of Daytona itself. So now they're kind of in a bind because the organizers signed a multi-year deal hmm. with this place in Daytona, and, and didn't take it. into account being surrounded by racist pricks. How many years? At least three. So it's a problem, and I'm not sure. And and the guy who runs it, his name is Jabaley. He's been doing this for for forever. Um, he's well respected in the community. He's he's going to try to figure out what he's going to do about it. And it's it's a shame. I just I, it's embarrassing that this happens. So I mean I mean I'm embarrassed by it. I don't understand. I'm embarrassed for people of my color being like idiots. So. Yeah. <laughs> It's something I, it's another one of those things that I can never really understand because a white guy walking around in a predominantly black neighborhood doesn't have the same problem as a black guy walking around in a predominantly white neighborhood. It's not the same thing. And okay, have you been even been reading the headlines lately where like this kid got the cops called on him because he accidentally mowed into another guy's yard? 
As yeah, and the cops were like, yeah, okay. In their defense, the cops showed up and they're like, what is your problem to the person who called? And, uh, and there was the one about like a little girl selling water in the street. She gets the cops fucking called on her and yeah, she's brown. And like, I'm sorry, like, no, every, every fucking day there's another little bit of, and I wonder, I have to think that part of this is because the internet is, is letting us know every time it happens. Not every time, yeah. certainly, certainly not every time, but a lot more often we're knowing, we're noticing this. Speaking of which, have you noticed how, uh, UFO sightings have just plummeted? Since smartphones became a thing. No one's seeing them anymore. <laughs> I was so not. hoping we're going to get like actual evidence. Nope, guess what? Yeah, not real. There there are no aliens around or here. Or if there are, the they're fir- not visiting us. The Fermi paradox is real. There are aliens, but the universe is too big. They'll never find us. Yeah. Sorry, guys. So so we're, we're getting... like I think those horror stories have always been there. We're just, we're just getting to hear them. And getting to kind of point shame at these people. And, yeah, but they should be pointed at and shame. I agree. The thing is, they have no shame. For yeah. a person to behave in that way, they already have no shame. Or they're not smart enough to understand what they're doing is or belongs like a hundred years yeah. ago. Or they're, or yeah, they're wholly convinced that they're, that they're right to do what they're doing. Ugh. And that's, that's, that's the scary part is they're so, so sure of their own righteousness. And and doing evil in that name. Anyway, so uh, anyway, I feel like so stuff for headlines. Anyway, yeah, he- headlines. CEO was a good show. The town it was in was not a good show. So that's my reaction. Anyway, headlines. <laughs> in Overwatch news, <clears throat> uh, the Symmetra update is now live on all servers. I kind of hate her. <laughs> hate her because she breaks what you want to do or hate her because they ruined her? Uh, no, they didn't ruin her. I don't. Um, I feel like she's, she's quite situational. She can give a lot of power to comps that previously didn't have much mobility. She can solve that if you're really, um, uh, if you're in a really communicative group and you're all kind of teaming up and doing a strategy together, she could be fucking amazing and almost game breaking. Mm. Um, but what I, what I kind of dislike is, uh, her turrets, even though they can be destroyed, she shoots the turrets. You can destroy it midair, which is kind of cool. Oh, cool. Yeah. 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 But once it, but in midair and once it lands, it has 50 hit points, which means certain characters that used to be terrible about dealing with symmetric turrets are now ideal for dealing with symmetric turrets. Reinhardt is better at dealing with symmetric turrets than Winston is now. Because once Reinhardt swings his hammer once, they're all dead. Winston okay. has to, has to hold his thing over them for a full second to kill them. Mm. Whereas previously he could land, sweep his point of view in this area, they're all gone. Um, so the 50 hit points each, I think is a little excessive. Um, but it does, it, it does give her like more control because now you come around a corner, a turret starts hitting you from this angle. There's a Hanzo in front of you. If you turn to kill that turret, that Hanzo is going to kill you. Yep. Like it, it really fucks it, Those turrets can really fuck you up. Uh, my brother also absolutely hates her, but, uh, <laughs> but the guy in my work who means Junkrat, he's really enjoying her. Um, I, I don't think I was using, when I tried her, I wasn't using her teleporter enough. Um, okay. anyway, uh, Blizzard has officially patented the play of the game scoring method. Okay. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, fine. Uh, <laughs> a, a rat Nendroid action figure is now available for pre-order. I saw that. He looked pretty good. He looked pretty good. The eyes freak me out. Like, his eyes are so buggy. Yeah. I feel, I'm not sure they're like that in game. Maybe they are, but I didn't feel like, anyway. Uh, new hero Ham Ham is now available on the PTR along with a ton of other balance tweaks. So, um, Ham Ham is a hamster. <laughs> and his official name is Wrecking Ball, which the entire community agrees is a shitty name. So we're all That's just terrible. Call- yeah, we're all yeah. just calling him Hammond. Um, or Ham. <clears throat> and here's Ham's deal. Um, he's a mech 
Um, he's like a, he's like a round mech that kind of walks along like a crab. And the mech has basically two abilities. He's got um, he's got a hit scan rifle on it that has the same sort of accuracy as let's say like Bastion's recon rifle or Soldier 76's, but it does like half that damage. Yeah, it does like 125 damage a second, which is which is really not much. Um, and he can hold it. Uh, he can hold it down for three seconds before he's got to reload. His other ability is called Adaptive Shields. What this does is it adds 100 health for any enemy within 7 yards. So, conceivably, Hammond can drop into a group of 6 enemies and then have 1,200 health. Because he starts with 500 plus 100 armor. Um, And that now that additional 600 health is not treated as health, it's treated as a barrier, like Reinhardt's barrier. So if anyone shoots him while he's got that shield up, they don't get ult charge. Oh, I didn't know that. I'm really hoping that's that's broken, but I'm pretty sure I saw a thing where a designer said that was intentional. Um, and if I, I, my position is is if it's intentional, you have to treat it like you, we treat a Reinhardt shield or a Bridget shield or a Winston bubble. It's separate. It's separate. Like show it as separate. Don't show it as like part of his health. If that's the case. Yeah. Um, okay, but that's that's not why he's called Wrecking Ball. He's called Wrecking Ball. Because what he can do is transform into a ball. He can just turn the mech into a ball. Once he's in a ball form, he no longer has a critical hitbox. He doesn't have a head-to-head headshot. Mm-hmm. And he can move faster in ball form, but what he can also do is fire off a grapple on, like, a seven-second cooldown once you release it, I think, um, into the environment. And once he's got he's swinging on, a, on any location, like around a corner, for example, he gains speed. Once he hits top speed... If he crashes into someone, he'll deal 50 damage to them and boop them like they were just hit by a Reinhardt charge. <laughs> so he has no critical hitbox. He swing, and you can just attach onto like the middle of a point and just swing in a circle around the middle of that point, booping off everyone who comes into it. Of course, they're all shooting at you. Yeah. Um, and he's not a small target. No, either. he's, he's a fairly large target. He's about as big as a diva. And uh, the other thing he can do is when he's in midair, he's got this thing called Pile Driver, where he slams into the ground uh, and he deals up to 100 damage near the center of the slam and throws anyone there 10 yards into the air. So what you'll see Hammond do is line themselves up above like a Mercy or something, slam down into that Mercy, and before the Mercy has hit the ground, you've killed her with your guns. That's where the guns are effective when they're combined with the slam or the boot. Okay. You have to get that initial burst damage and then finish them off with the guns. His ultimate is called Minefield. What this is, is uh, 1 plus 6 plus 8 mines, so 15 mines, um, that spread out in a circle around him. So there's, uh, there's one in the center, there's 6 mines around that, there's 8 mines around that. Each mine has 50 health, just like a fucking Symmetra turret. <laughs> Each mine deals 130 damage. Ooh. Which How much m- health does Tracer have? Tracer has 150. Um, but she's not going in there unless she wants no, to die, she- <laughs> basically. Um, and so to clear out those mines takes a lot of time. A 50 damage here, then 50 damage here, then 50 damage here. A um, McCree could do it, like, easy peasy or a May. Um, but for a lot of characters, like, again, Winston, that's going to take some time. Um, so I think, I, I do feel like that ult is another fucking overpowered tank ult. Kind of sick of these of these tank ults that can just wreck people no problem, while Tracer can't even kill a bastion. Like it's pissing me off. It sounds like he's for holding a point. Oh yeah. Well, no, 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 no. Um, the the ult is for holding a point. 
Um, but the ult also when used in combination with pile driver, like you slam down, throw everyone into the air, spread out your mines, they land in the mines. Oh. So it, it's for comboing with pile driver and it's for area denial. But Hammond himself, uh, what he's going to be doing more often than not is <clears throat> swinging around in ball form. And yeah. what that's good for is smashing into an enemy formation and breaking it up. What, what Hammond is built for is clearing a bunch of people off a payload or a point or just smashing into a Rhine to get them out of there so someone else can get a team wipe on his team behind him. Um, he is unique among almost any tank except Roadhog where he doesn't have any ability whatsoever to defend his team. Hmm. There's nothing he can do. Even with a Roadhog, I can stand behind Roadhog and kind of peek around him and, and land shots. I, I do it on, on like regular occasion. Whenever there's a Roadhog, I literally use him as a meat shield. <laughs> Hammond is too fast for that. Uh, there is no character that can get from one side to the other side of a map as fast as a Hammond can. And what is most interesting and to me kind of most appealing about Hammond is do you remember Grin's Bionic Commando reboot? Yes, of course I do. That was very good. Wasn't skill-based swinging fun? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I see where you're going with this. That's what okay. it is. Hammond is the Genji of tanks. Okay. Um, there will be players who just cannot get the swing down, and there will be players who do. And that is where we will separate the hamsters from the gerbils, my friend. <laughs> so I'm actually, I'm actually kind of hyped to check them out, because I love mechanics like that. And it could be pretty fun. It sounds like he might even be kind of map dependent too, like good on some maps, not so good on other maps. Yeah, but depending that's, on where like the attachment points are. That's true. That's true of every character. That's not true. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> uh, also on the PTR, Bastion, Soldier, McCree, and Widowmaker submachine guns will do fifty percent minimum damage at their max range, which is an increase from the thirty percent reduction it's at now. May's icicle will no longer have any damage fall off. I would have a problem with that if it wasn't a projectile. Yes. Because hitting things much further away is much more difficult with projectile versus hit scan. Yes, and Maze, Maze Icicle is unique. It is the only projectile in the game with uh, damage reduction over distance. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's fine. That's uh, fine. Hanzo's storm arrow will be reduced from five to six, six to five seconds, and its cooldown will be increased from eight to ten seconds. Hanzo nerfs are always good. Hanzo nerf is very good, but I really feel like I think that nerfing Storm Arrow was good. I also really feel like they need to nerf um, the uh, how much energy he's got to build to get his ult. They need to nerf that. They need to um, add a third to it or something, <laughs> like increase <laughs> it by thirty three percent. Because no, like Hanzo, uh, Hanzo in most of my games right now literally has his dragon every fight. It is stupid. Ugh. He's got it as often as a tracer has pulse bomb, and it wipes fucking teams by accident. So, yeah, it's not cool. Uh, also on the PTR, Sombra can stay invisible forever. Her translocator placement will last until used, and she can destroy it remotely to place a new one. But she can no longer contest an objective while invisible. That's fair. Well, like it, it, it's, it's, a nerf, uh, it's a nerf for anyone who's really good at Sombra. It's, okay. it's limiting her options, and, um, but making it way easier for people at my SR to get value out of her. Um, like if at my SR, if you weren't really good on Sombra at surviving and knowing where your teleporter is and, and having it up when you need it, you're just going to die. And you're not going to be any help to your team. Um, and that's most Sombras at my level. <laughs> and so for Sombras like that, it's really, really good for Sombras at the higher level. This actually reduces her, uh, her utility mm -hmm. and yeah, so they're, they're not happy about it. 
Um, in an interview with pro streamer Siegel, Blizzard's Jeff Goodman said that they're working on changes to Torbjorn, uh, being able to throw his turret a short distance, for example, like Tracer's Pulse Bomb, and the turret auto-leveling up to level 2 upon deployment, which is begs the question, why even have a level 1 if it just goes yeah. straight to level 2? Um, these ones go to 11. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there will be one more. <clears throat> uh, it sounds like Anna is going to get adjusted too, but they're pretty scared of returning to the horrible days of triple tank meta. And they're experimenting with giving Torb new abilities like a mini molten core. And that's about it for Overwatch news. There was a bunch of other weird little stuff in that Goodman interview. Like when, when a Seagull suggested they're going to look at Mercy, the guy like laughed. He's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> And that's it for Overwatch News. <clears throat> Hollow Knight sold over 250,000 copies on Switch in its first two weeks. That's not nearly enough, in my opinion. Listener, go buy Hollow for, Knight. It's hard to judge, because I don't know what other numbers there are on comparable indies. I mean, obviously, it's never going to sell as much as, like, Mario or Zelda. Mm -hmm. But is a quarter mil good compared to other comparable indies? It was good enough for them to tweet it out, so they're happy with okay. it. Well, if they're making money back on it, that's what matters. If, there, if there's a profit in there for it and, you know, the people are getting paid, that's what's important. I'll be honest. As I'm playing it on Switch, I'm wishing I was playing it on a PS4 for no other reason than... Uh, the D-pad. No, no, no. I play with the no? analog stick. Oh, yeah, I play what? with the analog stick. I can't understand that. Sorry, baby. And um, But no, what pisses me off is I can't capture gameplay. Oh, and okay. Hollow Knight is one of these games that really epitomizes the pleasure of a good 2D action platformer. Like, ping, 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 swipe, ping. Like, oh, God, it feels fucking good, and it looks amazing when you do it. It's so stylish. The animations are so good. The enemy design is so good. The world looks so good. And I want to do a Hollow Knight review where I have gifts in there of awesome shit from the game. I can't, can't make those, it. I can't make those gifts, and yeah. it pisses me off. Speaking of games that you like that I can't play or shouldn't play, okay. just as a game that was on sale that I, I just remember now on the PS4 current sale, yeah. Sundered is on sale for ten bucks. Yeah, get that, listener. Sundered is some good 20, shit. So it's it's fifty percent off. And in fact, they've just added a recent patch with like finisher moves or something. Like they're still they're still refining it, and it was wonderful when I played it this time last year. Wonderful, one of my favorite games of the year. Uh, Amazon Italy. Did I already say that? No. No, you didn't. Amazon Italy has listings for Bloodborne 2 and Sunset Overdrive 2. <laughs> so, as much as you'd like to believe in Bloodborne 2, it being paired with Sunset Overdrive 2 makes me really not believe that at all. Yeah, because Sunset Overdrive was never a hit, I don't think. Nope. Really? It was not. But, um... That, that, it wasn't bad. It got, but that's the thing is it got a following. Uh, there's, yeah. there's a lot of Xbox players who love, like, love with a capital L, Sunset Overdrive. Yeah. And have probably been bugging them for a sequel for a long time. So maybe this is, um, maybe like this is the next thing one of Microsoft's internal studios are doing. Or maybe this is just what Insomniac's doing after Spider-Man. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> I, I, Bloodborne, okay, as a Bloodborne person, do you think Bloodborne 2 is going to happen? Because they're working on Shadows Die Twice now. Yeah, yeah. Are they big enough to do two games at a time? They've is been... From Software capable of Oh, that? yeah, they've been doing two games at a time for years. Okay. Um, but but they, they've kind of been expressing that they want to move away from the Souls formula. And you know fans have been hammering Sony ever since its release for Bloodborne 2. Yeah. Um, so... Well, worst case scenario... It's from a different developer. Definitely worst case scenario, because that's, you know, you, you give the formula to a different dev and you end up with Neo. 
<laughs> Which again, everybody loved but us. Yeah, well, and I, the thing is, uh, it's okay that you don't love Neo. Like, you oh, know, there was you, no way I was going to love Neo, but yeah. you didn't like it either. Yeah, you never, you've never liked a Souls esque game in your life. You won't even, Ever, you won't no. even play Hollow Knight, which is one of the best games of the year <laughs> of the of the generation. I would say actually, um, but yeah, me, I couldn't even fucking enjoy Neo. Neo sucked. <laughs> Speaking of obscure Japanese shit, Shenmue 1 and 2 are now available for pre-order for Xbox One and PS4. Both will be out on August 21st. Speaking of Shenmue, someone got or found out what the install size or file size for Shenmue 3 on PC will be. Okay. 100 gig. That's Jeez ridiculous. Christ. The only game I've seen come close to that is Forza 7. And that and was because that? of 4K textures. And that's like, I think, 70 or 80. I wonder how, so, how big Dying Light is with all the with all the updates and expansions. That they've that's an excellent question. But, yeah, 100 gig. To me, that actually scream is poorly optimized. That's exactly <laughs> what it says to me, is that there's, like, no compression used yep. <laughs> ever, anywhere. Uh, PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds developers have dropped the lawsuit over Fortnite's Battle Royale mode. It lost it in Korea, so who knows what that was like anyway. I yeah. But still, PUBG should just you know, be okay with being second now to Fortnite. Just take it and run with it. <laughs> well, you know they're probably panicking because they were losing players. They're like, no, someone else has done this thing that we, you know, copy this thing that we copied. <laughs> <laughs> we got to stop. Actually, do you know what the lawsuit honestly was? Did well, we talk about this last week? No. Okay, it was not specifically about the Battle Royale mode. It was the problem was is that they both run on Unreal 4. Okay. And when I don't know the name of the developer, but when the PUBG developers were working on Battlegrounds, they pulled Epic in for help. Okay. Which means Epic had access to all of this kind of stuff oh. ahead of Fortnite's release. So the PUBG developers case was that Epic had access to specific gameplay mechanics, new stuff that was going to be in PUBG, mm. and they put it into Fortnite. Mm. That was the case. I didn't know that. Not that they stole the Battle Royale mode, but there were specific things that Epic did because they had insider knowledge. Mm. And if that's the case, that's actually a case. Yeah, that does actually now, sound I don't know like how you prove thing. that. Yeah, I don't know how you actually prove that or why they decided to file it in Korea as opposed to America. I don't know. But that that's the actual case. The problem now, though, is that Fortnite quickly evolved past that and is at least a better-looking game easily Certainly. right now. I have not played sure any it runs PUBG. Better too. Well, that, yeah, that's... <laughs> it's epic. Epic knows how to move, use their own shit, so... Um, anyway. <clears throat> um, the director of Fallout 76 says that it will not have cross-platform multiplayer because of Sony. <laughs> so uh, I found I found a quote from an article that um, Sony's Sean Layden did with Eurogamer last week. And yeah, I read that. Eurogamer asks this oh. question. I thought it was fascinating you talking about the PlayStation 3 flying too close to the sun, your Icarus moment, you called it, and then the PlayStation 4 coming more back to basics, to be more about the players. But there seems to be an issue at the moment that Sony isn't listening to its players, or doesn't seem to be, and that cross-play, Fortnite particularly. And I was wondering if there were any plans to open it up. It seems to be Sony's not listening, which is a very polite way of saying what we've been saying for months. 
Yeah, that, 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 that arrogant, whole thing can Sony be paraphrased as what the fuck, Sony, yeah. The arrogant Sony is back, basically. <laughs> and yep. Sean, Sean Layden replied, <clears throat> we're hearing it. We're looking at a lot of, a lot of the possibilities. <laughs> you can imagine that the circumstances around that affect a lot more than just one game. I'm confident we'll get a solution which will be understood and accept, accepted by our gaming community while at the same time supporting our business. So what do you uh-huh. read in that response? <laughs> I, I read that you, you first of all, that was a much too polite reading. It was not nearly condescending. And we're hearing it. Is what it should have gone. We're looking at a lot I, of I possibilities. I read that as, yeah, there you go. We're looking at lots of possibilities. <clears throat> I'm reading that as a way that they're going to figure out how to make more money from it, regardless of what anybody else likes. No, I read it um, as a, I read it as a no. Yeah. Because yeah. what I'm seeing there is uh, we'll get to a solution which will be understood and accepted by our community. So what their problem is, is not that they don't have crossplay. It's that people have a problem with them not having crossplay. So we need to not have crossplay <laughs> and make people think that it's a good thing. That's what I'm getting from that spin statement. Spin this. Yeah. Got to spin the not crossplay thing somehow. Yeah. Do you know how easy it is to link your Epic account from Xbox to PC. It's yeah. It's like you put in a password and it's Mm -hmm. done. That's all there is. And I'm assuming it's the same way on switch. I have not downloaded the switch version. Uh, I don't plan to, but it was, I I, I linked it for the boy who wanted to play Fortnite on my terrible laptop. I'm like, it's going to look terrible. He's like, I don't care. Then he comes back. This looks terrible. I'm like, it's not a gaming PC. What were you expecting? (laughs) But the point is it took like a minute and all the unlocks are moved across. So yeah. Got to make money from it somehow. So arrogant Sony, arrogant Sony. It's going to be your downfall. Just wait. Next gen <laughs> Xbox is going to come out cheaper and earlier. With backwards compatibility. With backwards compatibility, and they're going to smoke you just like they did with the Xbox 360 gen. That'll be nice. In the circle will, of life. <laughs> What's rough is that I hear a lot of. I mean. They keep saying that this is the last console generation. This is the last console generation. No, what I don't if believe it is? Them. I don't believe it. Well, well, we know we for a fact. We know up, for a fact will... that they're already working on next gen platforms. Oh yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely, they are. Well, what's interesting is um, there was a that was a slip, but when they were, when Microsoft was talking about it, they said Xbox consoles, plural. Well, there are currently so Xbox digital... consoles. There are, yeah. So Digital Foundry kind of did a special on what does this mean. What's the idea behind it? Is, is it they're going to try to make the X the new bottom model and do another model on top of that kind of a thing? So, I mean, it's, it's an interesting video. I think it just means that they're going to do release a new Xbox, and then two years later they're going to release an incremental upgrade, just like they did this generation. Well, we'll see. I'll be curious. But you know what? Like, thinking about how long it took this gen to just get good enough, it's only getting there recently, in the last year, year and a half. Oh, no, no, no. There's, there, there's, been, there's been some really good games for years, but I can't think of a single one during this gen's first year that I was like, yeah, you need to check this out. What I remember from this gen's first year was um, Assassin's Creed Black Flag was really good on PS4. Yeah, and, and that was a cross-platform one. It was just it the PS3 version, but shinier. Yeah. And I remember later that spring... After after the launch in the fall of the PS4, I wrote a review that said that the up port of Shadow of the of Tomb Raider, of the new Tomb Raider game for PS4, again previously released on PS3, 
was one of the best action games you can buy on PS4. In fact, it's probably the best. <laughs> so, so, like, it took a yeah, while. So It was a slow start. Yeah. Um, okay. <clears throat> Uncharted creator, creator Amy Hennig has officially left Electronic Arts to start an indie studio. I want to know what she's going to do. She's like, fuck this AAA shit. <laughs> well, either way, I hope it has really snappy dialogue. Yeah? Yeah. How could it not with her? Well... I'm just saying. It could, I suppose. That's what I expect from Amy Hennig. If it turns out to be like a little car battler game, I'm going to be so disappointed. Oh, God. Yeah. I don't know what David Jaffe's up to. Who cares? Running another studio into the ground. (laughs) (laughs) Don't work for David Jaffe. (laughs) Uh, Kotaku reported this week that sources are claiming Google is planning a gaming platform to challenge Microsoft and Sony. The only way I would buy that is if it's... An actual streaming-only... Con- well, Steambox or a streaming-only console. A true cloud-based console where you are renting space on you know, a server and, and all your, everything you're playing is running on a server and you're just watching the streaming part of it. You know, actually, that was brought up. That was absolutely brought up. And the fact that Google themselves have a lot of infrastructure to allow something like that to actually work. They, they they probably have more than Microsoft, honestly. That's right, and um, and the thing is for but the thing is that streaming playing never really works. I've ne- have you actually tried it? I've never tried. I've it. never tried it because it seems insane. Um, no, I've like never I've never tried PlayStation now. I don't want to try playing fucking God of War with uh, with a stream lag. Like it seems insane to me. But like you know what? Maybe maybe the kids maybe the kids understand. Maybe that was good enough. Kids today, I just don't get. See that, and that—that—that's the catch there. Good enough? Is it good enough? Really? You know, it'd be good enough for to play Disgaea or any turn-based strategy game. Absolutely, it would. But I don't know. It technology advances in spite of what old people like us, you know, think. So maybe it'll get there. Maybe it'll get to the point where consoles are irrelevant and you can just play this on your freaking phone or your phone or, or just, on a smart or just, TV. Yeah, just a smart TV with streaming. But um, but again. If anyone has the infrastructure to make that work, it is Google. It is. They are the company creating Google Fiber. I want Fiber. Which only exists in a couple very select American cities. Yeah. And it's not rolled out everywhere yet because just the amount of of work it takes to get those pipes in to allow Mm -hmm. it to function. Um, So it's like, like, yeah, that might be the future of games one day, but it's still not today as far as I know. Well, I'm I'm assuming Canada has the same issue that the United States is that we're so big and spread out that getting fiber everywhere is prohibitively expensive. I can't mm. imagine. I I can definitely see it starting in Toronto and then spreading uh, spreading west slowly. Probably Toronto, yeah. Edmonton, Vancouver, and then and then it would spread from there. But uh, yeah, once you get once you get far enough north, like kind of halfway north in my province. Uh, yeah, like you get far enough north and to buy like a jug of milk. Like how much is, how much is, you know, two liters of milk in the States? Uh, I, I want to say around two bucks American, Tw- depending if it's on sale or not. 25. Could be, could be less. Holy crap. <laughs> like here, let me, let me, let me, let me Google this. I want, I'm going to see. Okay. Uh, how much is a carton of eggs in Churchill? Is it just because it's impossible to get anything up there? From gas to groceries. Just one road, it's frozen all the time. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Well, I, oh, 
I can't imagine paying that. I would never drink milk again. Okay, maybe that was excessive. Looking at these prices, but I don't think these are correct. Because, yeah, like, I know, like, um, pe people in my office have to travel a lot, and sometimes they do have to travel up north, and you get a per diem for, uh, for your food. And, uh, so, you know, you can just buy meals and shit and cook for yourself if you want to and go out to restaurants. And the per hmm. diem that people get if they're going to a community in the north is, like, hundreds upon hundreds of dollars a day. Because because everything 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 there has to be flown up in like a little one propeller plane <laughs> from, <laughs> from somewhere south of the frost line, you know. So yeah, uh, that, I mean that happens in the states too, in like Alaska and Hawaii. Exactly. It's the same thing. There there's stuff like like for some reason cereal is incredibly expensive in Hawaii. Hmm. Last time I was there, like twice as expensive, just because they don't grow anything there, and it's big to ship. So they don't have any agriculture. They gotta have some agriculture in Hawaii. Very little. Wow. The the almost the entire the economy is entirely driven now by um, tourism. Um, tourism. Yeah. Mm. It's, even pineapples aren't really a thing there anymore. Oh, I love pineapples. Hey, you want to buy a cheap house? There's going to be some cheap lava land available pretty soon. Oh, <laughs> too soon. Too no, soon. no, no. Actually, it's it's real. The the houses that were being destroyed in the uh, eruptions in Hawaii are. Like $10,000 houses. And it's they're so cheap because you buy it knowing that at some point, Hawaii is going to take that back. Mm. And you can't get insurance. But people will people will build because A, it's Hawaii, and B, you're on the beach. Mm. But you that'd, can't insure it. It'd be a shitty way to wake up. Yeah. <laughs> knock, knock, knock. Who's okay, there? Okay, kids, remember when, we remember when we played Floor is Lava? Yeah. <laughs> Round two. Don't let go of your sister. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's go. Come on. You'll make it. You'll make it. So. Some dark been to Hawaii. Here. Well, these. Is it tragic that people lost their houses? Of course. Did they know it was going to happen eventually? Mm, yes. This is not a surprise. It's a volcanic island. <laughs> it's going to happen. It's like living in the Midwest with, without a basement. Because you know at some point, a tornado's coming for you. Hmm. It's just going to happen. <laughs> so, all right. That's all I got. That's about all I got, too. i got to figure out what I'm going to play. The Crew 2 is on the way, but it hasn't arrived yet, and i got a holiday tomorrow, so I don't know what I'm going to do. Uh, crew 2 is merely a poor man's horizon. You know this. That's, yeah, that's, that's actually what the reviews are saying. <laughs> that the, the world is big and dead and empty. So visually kind of nice, and, and moving between vehicles is kind of fun, but you'll realize that this is not Horizon. There's really not so. much for the summer. It, there really isn't. It's kind Let's of... see what we got. It's, 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 there's not a lot going on. I'm opening PS4, and I'm opening Switch, and I'm going down to North American releases. Wow, there's a ton on Switch. We're going to go to more releases. And we're going to There's a ton of stuff, but how much of it is little, I hate to use the word, but little throwaway indies. I mean, well, okay. Okay. Octopath Traveler is July. Octopath Traveler is in 10 days. It's the, it's the indies that I'm hyped for. Yeah. I'm not even checking out Octopath Traveler. That demo did not work for me. Too gritty. We have, We Happy Few is in August. Okay. We, We Happy Few. I'm definitely checking out if it lands on PS4. Um, actually, I want to go to PlayStation 4 here. Let's see here. Uh, America, well, yeah, and then for me, that's that's it. Dragon uh, Quest is, is in September. There's like like August is freaking empty. Persistence, Space Hulk, Banner Saga 3 on July 24th. Eh. Yeah, I didn't even finish the first one on Switch. Uh, we Happy Few. Dead Cells, uh, August 21st. Oh, yeah, that, 
you are welcome to that. You and Alex can have another kissy fest about that. I will. I will. I will, like, jam my tongue right down that game's throat. Uh, Divinity Original Sin 2, Yakuza Kiwami, Strange Brigade. Why do I remember Strange Brigade? Strange Brigade. I watched trailer for that. It's another kind of co-op PvE-ish shooter. It looked a lot to me like um, uh, Left 4 Dead, except with different kinds of enemies. Closing that. So... Maybe if you like that kind of thing, like the zombie mode in Call of Duty, that's a whole game, it's that. And then we're into September with Marvel Spider-Man. So let's check out Switch, what do we got on Switch? Ooh, Night Trap. (laughs) Who is asking for that game? I don't know. They keep porting it, and it must be selling to somebody. I think I figure it's selling to streamers who want to play it ironically. Like, I can't imagine Uh. anyone playing that game for fun. Ooh, Captain Toad Treasure Tracker on the 13th on Switch. I have no idea. Isn't that a port of a Wii U game? Yes, but it was one of those Wii U games where it was like, oh man, it's too bad this is on the Wii U. Because <laughs> it's, it's pretty good. <laughs> uh, Tohu Genso Wanderer, no. Yeah, there's really... Uh, Thumper. It's a rough summer this year. I Thumper was oh, already Thumper out. Again? I thought Thumper was already out. So did I. Yeah. I thought we had talked about that specifically, that Thumper was I'm, out on Switch. Yeah, I'm sure Thumper's already out on Switch. That's a mystery. And I made disparaging noises, and you told me I was wrong. So good. Uh, go vacation. Titan Quest, uh, 31st. Yeah. July 31st. Okami HD, August 9th. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you're going to buy that and never actually play it. No, I'll play it. need to own all the Okamis. I'll play it. I'll, I'll play it. I'll play it from the 9th until the 21st when Dead Cells comes out. <laughs> uh, okay. God Wars, no Cat Quest is already out. Why is this even on here? Valk- Valkyria Chronicles 4, uh, 925. Mercenary Saga Chronicles. Is that what I, I think it is? Oh, no, that's a, that's a Japanese tactical RPG. Uh, where was I here? Shadow of the Tomb Raider? No, okay. Look at the wrong one. Uh, yeah, Valkyria Chronicles 4, and then, yeah, that's September 25th, so now we're at fall. It's, yeah, it's a rough August, September. It really is. Well, all I need is, all I need is those indies on my Switch. I'm still waiting for release dates for, uh, Mark of the Ninja, I don't think we have, and, no, uh, we don't. I am so hyped, so hyped to have Hyper Light Drifter on a handheld. Hmm. See, I'm hoping that Octopath Traveler is something that I can, get into it's either going to be i'm going to love it and put like 40 50 hours into it or i'm going to bounce off in two hours i don't know which it's going to be did you beat the demo no i played the demo it was okay i never finished it because i got distracted and never went back to it and there's actually i believe there's a new demo on for it now that if you play it your progress will carry over i believe you're correct and i would ask uh if you had uh if you had fought that boss in that in that first demo i don't think i got that far yeah I don't think I got fighting that, far. that boss is what turned me off because i was like okay what do what do i need to have done in the last like hour that i've been playing this demo in order to prepare me for this fucking boss so i looked it up quite a bit as it turns out <laughs> and like yeah the the game just funneled me right into this encounter that i was in no way prepared for and i was like well you're not that good looking <laughs> you're charming you're not good looking see this happens every july and august i end up panicking and trolling through old games i missed and playing just weird stuff yeah, but that's that's how you get to play weird stuff beyond the weird it's stuff true. you subject yourself to as a matter of course Sometimes it's good stuff. Hey, I am very happy I finally played Assault Android Cactus. Oh. And I'm actually, I finished it. I'm going to go back to it some more because I want to play that Endless Mode a little bit you more because it's fun. I feel that you should put uh, a physical copy of Captain Toad on your uh, on your game flight queue. Why hmm. not? It's coming out in, what, uh, 10 days? 
You're, you're probably right. I probably should, yeah. just because I, I don't know what it is. Yeah. Why not? Give the Switch some love. Right. And then we can talk about it, and we can both go, this was not very good. <laughs> <laughs> Yet another first-party Nintendo property that's like, yeah, it's okay. It's, it's not great. Ooh, it's, flashback it's not great. on the 24th. God, again, yes, I understand. This is a seminal game, but I don't need to play it again. Yeah, I know. I, I, really en- I enjoyed it so much in the 80s. Also on 3DO. <laughs> you didn't have a 3DO, did you? Fuck no. I, I was did. alive when they came out. I was a child. I had a 3DO. A child. You were spoiled rotten. I played for my own 3DO, thank you very much. Sega, I had a job at that point in time. Sega Genesis. Oh, my God, they have the classic cover on GameFAQs. Fuck, it looks like an old like oil painting or something. Oh, God. Look, at this. Look at these square screens. Oh, just like an old CRT monitor. Fuck. We're so old. Yeah. I, I, I think about the size of what I play games on. Just the screen I look at to play games, how much it has changed in shape and grown over time. Mm-hmm. That, you know, looking at, what do I have, a 47 or 50 inch now. And I look at it and I go, yeah, it's all right. It's not that big. And, you know, even 10 years ago, it would have been like, oh, my God. God. I remember feeling that my 27-inch tube TV was luxurious. Oh, yeah. I had one of those, too, for a while. Yeah. And then when I went flat screen, I specifically went out and got a 27-inch because that's all I need. <laughs> <laughs> First HD TV I bought was actually a letterboxed CRT HD TV. Wow. It was a tube HD. And the only reason I could afford it is because it worked at Best Buy at the time, and I got a decent discount on it. That goddamn thing weighed like 400 pounds, I, I swear. That. It took two people to move it. It was ridiculous. I'm so glad TVs are flat now. <laughs> oh, I know. I can This 50-inch, I can pick up and move around by myself. Yeah. And I'm no hulking guy. It weighs you know, 50 pounds, maybe. It's nothing. <sighs> I mean, just think about how much that's changed in, just, in, in our 25 years or whatever of this and what we're going to be looking at when I'm a cranky old man. Going, just plug it into the back of my head, please. Yeah, you know what it'll, wanna, you know what I'm hoping it'll be? It'll be just a little silver bead that we toss into the air. It hangs there, and then the entire room becomes whatever. Oh, that would be so cool. That's right. I can't wait. Mm-hmm. I hope I live long enough to see that cool stuff. And my brain still works. <laughs> I can lose my hands and arms, but if my brain still works, please. Now target to my brain. Yeah. Oh my God, this old guy's <laughs> so good at shooting guys. How is this possible? What the hell? I don't understand. Oh, yeah. It's, Old school gamer. He a gamer. He's got the old reflexes. Yeah, you yeah. You'll never know. <laughs> you can't know. You'll never know. We live through it They all. control it with their hands? <laughs> this is a baby game. All right. Back to the Future 2 references. Okay. We're not going to top that. Alex, I hope you're out there shooting Nazis. Remember, Max Haas loves you. He always will. Chance, thank you for talking. My pleasure. Thank you, everyone, for being here. We will see you in a week. Oh.